from API. This is Energy Tomorrow Radio, your source for information and conversation about the most important energy issues of the day. Welcome to Energy Tomorrow Radio. I'm your host, Jane Van Ryan. Have you ever wondered just how concerned consumers are about high energy prices? Well, take a look at this, for example. The Washington Times has published a report based on a very informal survey done among their readers. Their survey discovered that 65% of some 230 readers said their biggest worry is high gasoline prices and heating bills. Another survey was conducted recently by the National Association of Convenience Stores, and our guest today is Jeff Leonard, who's vice president of that association. Jeff, if you will, tell us about your association, who you represent, and let's talk about the survey. Well, convenience stores sell more than 80% of the gas purchased in the country, so more than likely you bought gas at a convenience store when you last bought gas. And over the last few years, we've... uh, we found that gas prices are pretty much first, second, third on people's minds. And uh, instead of just looking at how sales are going, we also, the last few years, have been looking at how customer perceptions are changing. So last year in January, just like this year in January, we did consumer studies to really find out what perceptions are, how they might change their buying behavior, what it all means with gas prices. And in some respects, what we saw very much mirror what the Washington Times found in that gas prices are are the number one concern, economic concern for a lot of consumers. We gave them multiple choices, but 45% said gas prices compared to only about 13% who said the credit crunch. Now, possibly that's because really if you drive, you're going to see gas prices every day. Um, You're really going to be concerned about a recession if all of a sudden your, uh, your job changes. You don't have a job or something like that. Energy bills, you get them once a month. So I I think there's also the repetition that gas prices uh, give in people's minds that really reinforce how significant they are to customers. That repetition you're referring to then, I'm I'm assuming, Jeff, means that because people tend to fill up their vehicles more than once a month. Uh, Once a month they get a heating bill, but they fill up their vehicles more frequently. And, of course, they see the signs on the street corners. Absolutely, with the signs. Uh, over the last uh, few decades, um, that, that's been really the calling card for retailers. You see the price as big as you see anything else outside the store. Uh, it's unlike any other commodity. With bread, you have to park your car, you have to walk inside the store, you probably have to navigate uh, a fairly uh, extensive inside of a grocery store to find the bread. Now, you're not going to all of a sudden say, oh, that price isn't right for me. With gas prices, you can price shop just by dropping by or by driving by. I'm sorry, and uh, on the way to work, you'll see 10, 15 stations, and, and that reinforces the price shopping opportunities that consumers have. Well, that brings me to another question here, Jeff. I know your survey asked about consumer preferences. It asked, for example, which factor was the most important when buying gasoline? Was it price? Because of those signs, was it location of the store or the station or the brand? What what did the respondents say? Overwhelmingly, price is the reason why people shop at stores. They said 73% said price, and much farther down was location and brand. Um, Now, one thing with those numbers, we talked to a lot of retailers about the numbers. Do they resonate? And I think that clearly those who sell gas will tell you that price uh, is critical to consumers. But... Um, you also have to look at how consumer behavior might be different 
than what they say. And I know one of the things that one retailer said was it's kind of like going to the gym. Everybody says they do it, but you really have to watch to see if that changes. Uh, also with, with healthy food. Uh, everybody says they eat healthy food, but you really have to watch what goes in their mouths as opposed to the words that go out. But I, I think clearly we're seeing that price is the predominant reason why people shop, and it is, it is growing. Well, you're talking about their actual habits. Have you seen a change in their buying habits? Does the price really impact that? Are they driving longer distances, for example, to find fuel? Yes, we're hearing that, that they're, uh, ironically, I guess, is while the value of the penny in terms of a gallon is at an all-time low with gas prices being where they are, the penny is more important to consumers. Uh, they will do more to save a penny or two cents or three cents. And one of the things we found was uh, 29% of customers said they'll drive 10 minutes out of their way to save three cents a gallon. Now, the average fill-up's in that 10 to 12-gallon range. So that means driving 10 minutes out of your way will save you somewhere around 35 to 40 cents on your fill-up. Now, at the same time, to drive 10 minutes out of your way is a 20-minute round trip. You figure, I don't know, going 30 miles per gallon, 45 miles per hour, it's going to cost you about $1.60 in gas to save at most 40 cents. Now, people will do that. They'll actually lose the equivalent of more than a dollar in gas. They'll come back to the office, they'll brag about it, and everybody else will do the same thing. So there's an emotional connection to gas prices that really is unlike any other commodity. Is there a price or a, a level at which consumers stop buying as much gasoline? You hear a lot these days about energy efficiency, and you hear that people are indeed combining trips to save fuel. But is there a price component to that? There may be. We asked consumers specifically this year, is there a price at which you would change your behavior? And uh, the, the mean average we found was 3.71 a gallon, and we're still what, 60 cents away from that today uh, in late February. But at the same time, we found that about half of the customers uh, also said that 3.25 would change their behavior. Uh, now, when you look at mean and median, there are differences. Now, the 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 number of people that said they would change their behavior at 3.25, I, I think, might be borne out by what we're seeing in terms of consumption the last few months. Uh, talking to a lot of retailers, they say actually sales are down slightly. I think the government numbers uh, also bear that out. In January, demand was uh, slightly less than it had been the previous January. Now, there could be a lot of variables here, weather, things like that, that could impact this. But it's possible that we might have already seen a change in behavior. I, I don't know to what level, but it is intriguing because that goes against what we traditionally see where, where no matter what gas prices are, you tend to see demand continue to increase because there are few alternatives for customers to turn to. Well, that's true. Um, if you have a freeze in California, for example, and citrus crops are affected and the price of citrus crops goes way up, people can opt not to buy those crops. But it doesn't work that way with gasoline, does it? No, and that's exactly that's an excellent point. And you see that with other other produce. Uh, even a few years ago, you saw the uh, issue with tomatoes and a blight in in Mexico, and uh, you had uh, sandwich uh, stores say, "Hey, do you know what? We'll put we'll put a cucumber on your sandwich instead of tomato." Problem solved. Demand goes down, or, or the Mexican restaurants would say, "Do you know? You have to ask for salsa before we give it to you." And and the problem can quickly remedy itself when when consumers are able to change their demand sharply on something. But with gas prices, 
uh, it's a lot more difficult to tell the boss, hey, you know what? They just hit 313 a gallon. I don't think I'm going to make it in today. I'll, I'll give you a call when prices go down. It, it, you just, it doesn't work that way. Well, let's get back to the signage issue if we can. Service stations and convenience stores have been posting their gasoline prices on huge signs for many years. Now, while this is helpful to consumers who do comparison shop, some consumers sometimes wonder why the numbers on those signs tend to move up and down at the same time. In fact, they express concerns that convenience store operators and service station operators perhaps are engaging in some kind of collusion. How do you explain that to customers? Well, because there's such an emotional connect with gas prices, it's one of those things, no matter where your price compared to the competition, you'll probably have somebody complaining about prices. Uh, there's one of these, these uh, cartoons that, that has been passed around in, in our channel where there's three retailers who are um, uh, cited for violations. And, and the first guy said, my prices were higher than everybody else. I was accused of gouging. The next guy says, my prices were lower than everybody else. I was accused of predatory pricing. And the third guy said, I was priced the same as everybody else. I was accused of collusion. So that's one of the dynamics. It, it really, you, you're going to look through the filter. Uh, you, you can look like you're doing something that, that uh, is of concern to consumers, no matter what you're priced at. Why do you see uh, retailers' price uh, is as close to the competition as possible? Because they know that they will lose customers for a penny a gallon. It, it really is a game of limbo. How low can you go? And when you see the competition adjust prices, um, you, uh, it, you, you try to be as close to the competition as possible because you know one-third of the customers will leave you for a penny a gallon. Right now, when prices go up, that probably has the biggest impact on retailer profits. In the course of a year, typical markup on a gallon of gas is about 14 cents a gallon. That's not profit, that's markup. So with gas prices at about 3.13 or so a gallon nationwide right now, that means the retailer probably bought it at 2.99. Now, you factor in all these expenses, credit card fees, all those other uh, costs of doing business, you're usually left with about 1 or 2 cents a gallon. But what does your survey show that people think the retailer is actually making on every gallon of gasoline? Well, interestingly, uh, the the average response from consumers, they think that the retailer is making about 60 cents a gallon in that 60, uh, 60 cent range. They also think it's fair to make about 60 cents a gallon. So one, I guess one of the great ironies is uh, they think it's okay for retailers to make 60 cents a gallon on average, but uh, retailers are probably making two cents a gallon, if not negative now, and um, they're getting a heap of abuse for it. At the same time, though, the state and federal government's picking up quite a bit of tax money, far more than either the retailers or the oil companies are actually getting. Do you know what that number is right offhand, Jeff? Well, I, I believe that the average across all states is about 48 cents in state and federal taxes. Uh, I think diesel's a couple cents more. Um, some states are up in that 60-cent range. So, yeah, I think it's frustrating for a lot of retailers, particularly in states where there's also a sales tax on top of the gas. So, Gas price goes up, the sales tax goes up, and it's it's the same gallon. And I know that retailers feel that same frustration with the credit card fees. Uh, when gas is $2 a gallon uh, and credit card fees are percentage-based, they're one price. When they're $3 a gallon, they're 50% they're higher for the same gallon. Did your survey, Jeff, uh, address the question of who actually owns the convenience stores or retail gasoline outlets for that matter? 
Yeah, we also looked at that because that, that fits in the perceptions. And, and I think that a lot of uh, consumers are particularly frustrated when they don't know um, how the system works. And, and the average across all industry, uh, all fueling outlets, convenience stores are, are a major segment of that, but across all fueling outlets, less than 5% are, are company-owned and operated by one of the major oil companies. Uh, about 60% of our industry, uh, convenience stores, are one-store operators. Now, the challenge is, as you mentioned earlier, you have this great uh, canopy that, that emphasizes a major brand of gas, but it's a relationship where you're selling that brand of gas. It's, it's much like you go inside the store and you see a soda dispenser with one of the, the soda companies uh, having signage there. No one presumes the inside of the store is owned by that soda company, yet outside, because of the, the, the so significant, the, the canopy, the signage, the presumption is that that is the owner of the uh, store. There are a lot of analysts out there who say that when the price of gasoline goes up, customers buy fewer items inside the convenience store. Have you found that to be true? Um, maybe not. I think that's an interesting change in, in how consumer behavior possibly could be evolving. Traditionally, when prices went up, people would do everything except buy less gas. You'd see them more likely to trade down octane levels, or you'd see them more likely to put their purchase on plastic to displace the pain, uh, at least until their next billing statement. Um, but what we might be seeing is, is if demand is decreasing and some retailers are saying there is a slight downtick, at the same time, these same retailers are saying they're seeing a slight uptick in in-store sales, which goes against conventional wisdom. Now, that could be for a couple different factors. That could be for these stores that have an excellent in-store offer. Um, you have cash customers that will come in, and cash customers are largely, they will largely determine their purchase based on the size of their bill. Uh, that is, they'll go in with a 20 and when, the, when the, they'll, they'll, they'll only fill up with $20, then they'll come back next time they want to fill up with $20, as opposed to like a $43.26 fill-up. So instead of coming in twice a week to pay for $20, they might be coming in three times a week. They come inside the store, they pick up an in-store item. The other factor could be that people are combining trips more. And instead of going down the street to go to, I don't know, a dollar store, a drug store or something like that, they're picking up their fill-in item at the convenience store. Uh, for the, the, there also could be some sale gain from uh, people trading down with um, restaurants. Instead of going to a sit-down meal, they might be getting a take-home meal or picking it up at the convenience store and having it there. So a little more work needs to be done on and the exactly why, but it might not lead to a, a direct uh, decrease in in-store sales, and that, that would certainly be good news. I want to thank you, Jeff, for joining us today. This has been Jeff Leonard, Vice President of the National Association of Convenience Stores, and I'm Jane Van Ryan. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us on Energy Tomorrow Radio, brought to you by the people of America's oil and natural gas industry. For more information about this podcast or to submit questions for future shows, visit energytomorrow.org. That's energytomorrow.org.